Disclaimer, we know nothing really about Formula One. Sometimes we make wild accusations and wild ideas based on only what we think might be true. I like to be very clear in the fact that we are not experts and we have no idea what we're talking about. Purple Rain with me, Dom. And me, Ryan. I would just like to jump straight in and apologize to all of the, um, I want to call them the F1 droplets for not getting out one quick enough. Jesus Christ. You got a better name? The F1, the F1 droplets. <laughs> Are we not going to call them droplets? <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll just I'll call it a work in progress. I've had that written down for weeks. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, uh, we obviously didn't put one out for Spa. Um, many reasons: different shifts, long working hours, crying baby. But we gave you a couple bonuses during the breakdown, so uh, we will go over Spa now. But uh, yeah. We will try to make sure we're getting them out more regular. But we've been saying that from the start. So if you're still listening at this stage, it's it's on you, not us. Yeah, you should be used just, low. You should be used to us by now. Exactly. If this is not this is not for you, then uh, don't be holding on to see if it gets any better. This is it. So shall I jump straight into Dom's news? Yes, let's go straight into Dom's news. Welcome to Dom's news. Uh, well, because it's been a few weeks since we've actually had a race. Um, and I think part of the reason we didn't uh, cover anything after uh, Belgium was because it was awful. But we'll get into that. But uh, some of the things have been <laughs> happening uh, since, since the last few weeks. Uh, Audi have come out and uh, finally confirmed uh, officially with the livery and the date of their launch of their car. With the livery or livery? Uh, I believe it's livery. It could be livery. Heard it here first. We're still waiting for people to write in and correct me. But uh, did you see it, Ryan? Yeah, I did, yeah. I've seen them bring out their concept car, and then 2026 is when they're officially arriving to the sport. be interesting to see if they're still going to buy out someone or be the 11th team on the grid. I'm 100% sure they're going to buy out someone. 100% sure. Who's your money on? Oh, uh, who, where did you hear it first? Or who do I think that they'll buy? Yeah, and then we're then we we'll back that claim. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm torn between Aston Martin and Haas potentially. I don't Aston, think Martin, Aston, Aston, Aston Martin because of Big Lawrence. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I just I mean, Haas, he, already, he already brought Aston well Aston Martin into the sport, so I'm really not sure it'd be another manufacturer because then you have to drop out the Aston Martin name, but he already owns Aston Martin. So I'll go with Haas. Gene Haas, though. Mm. Or Williams. Williams, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Could it be, could it be Williams, Audi? Yeah. There are not many private teams to be bought out mm. anymore, is there? Because yeah. Alpine is actually still a manufacturer. Yeah, well, they're, well or they're Renault. Renault. Yeah, Mercedes or Mercedes. Red Bull or their own one, potentially. Ferrari. McLaren? Yeah, McLaren are... Yeah. Alpha I reckon they're own. Mm, yeah. yeah, I reckon they're own. Let's see. Yeah, they'll Let's probably see. announce... They'll probably announce Fernando Alonso as their driver. <laughs> yeah, of course. Look Cracking on about 45 years old or something by whatever time it is. <laughs> he's just going for all Kimi Räikkönen's records, isn't he, now? He just wants yeah. to make sure he's got all the most laps... Most laps driven, most races been on. Same thing he's got left. I mean, he's still got it, but anyway, moving on to other news. So the silly season of driver market is still going on. And uh, now we have seen that Piastri has now been confirmed a seat at McLaren. And Danny has come out and confirmed he will be leaving the team. 
What's your thoughts? Uh, quite disappointed because there is no seat that Danny said he's interested in. And uh, what I was reading actually today is that he said that he feels he could potentially end up being a reserve driver. And that doesn't bother him from what he said. Mm, wow. Let's see. I mean, if he gets the reserve driver at a bigger team, then maybe it won't be so bad. But uh, it's big. It's a big blow to Danny Rick. It'd be a sad, sad day to see him go. Yeah, hundred percent. Like he's been in the sport for so long, and he's done so much in the sport to see him drop down to reserve driver. Will just, I can't see it happening. Yeah, I th- no. I think if he doesn't, if there's no seat for him, then he's gone. Which is a huge shame for the sport. Huge, huge shame because he still has potential. I mean, just because that car isn't right for him doesn't mean he hasn't got what it takes to win a championship or or more races. So it's a a sad day for Danny Rick, that's for sure. But yeah, it turns out Piastri has got a seat at McLaren or Oscar Pistorius, depending on which episode (laughs) you're listening to. (laughs) He's been been confirmed. Bringing his his carbon fibre legs with him. Oh, yeah, let's see. <laughs> let's see, Mr. Pistorius. See what he brings. But uh, mad what happened with him and um, Zafnauer, the Alpine boss. There is still, um, I think, rumblings going on from Alpine because they're still extremely upset about the CRB ruling that came after the bizarre uh, moves that were made and what he basically, basically just threw Alpine to the side, even though they invest all their money in development in him. But... Yeah, well, you, you would think that they would contact him first and say, look, we're going to announce you as a driver for next year. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was handled poorly. It was. Uh, it looks like something straight out of the Ferrari playbook. Yeah, it's like the Ferrari strategy team got a hold of it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, con- <laughs> the Ferrari strategy team. They were short-staffed, went and helped out in the contracts team. <laughs> um, can you just do one job and announce Piastri? And then it's like, oh, God, you didn't you didn't contact him first? It's like the golden rule. Can you at least speak with the guy? Yeah, don't, don't announce a driver if we're speaking to him. <laughs> oh, mad, mad. And lastly, in Dom's news, we've got... Um, it looks like Porsche and Red Bull is not going to be such a sweet deal anymore. It looks like uh, tensions between the two are struggling to come across an agreement. Um, Helmut Marko has come out and said that uh, yeah, the expectations that is not going to meet with his expectations and they're struggling to come on common ground. So that will be interesting. Yeah, maybe um, Porsche are trying to push out. Maybe certain people are trying to take over a bit too much of the Red Bull. I mean, I mean, you you can't argue with the pedigree of Red Bull because they, since being being in the sport, they have redefined the way the sport is run and teams are run, and and the way strategy is made. And so, on some level, you have to give credit to Helmut Marco because he oversees all of that. But Jesus Christ, he's mental. He's batshit. Honestly. Breaking news! Breaking news! Dominic has sided with Helmut Marko on a, on a on a subject. My good God! Well, I'm, I'm bound to side with something he says. He's like a thousand monkeys with typewriters. <laughs> At some point, he's going to say something that's same. Never, never, never would have thought you would have sided with him. So, wow, heard it here first. I don't know who you are anymore. Yeah. And that is it for Dom's news. Next up, Mystic Mikey. (laughs) (laughs) He's yet unaware, but he'll be bringing some some elements to this podcast. Mystic Mikey, who will be replacing me for the next. Two podcasts potentially. Well, elite, yeah, minimum one. I've got, uh, well, I've got some other co-hosts that would like to jump in and also help out. Oh, oh okay. Thanks for conferring with me. Um, this, who are these going to be? Uh, well, I, I just not have this discussion on the podcast, but I did mention this. <laughs> I feel like I'm being pushed out of my own my own podcast. 
Well, uh, you're the one taking holidays. Yeah, to go to a race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for three weeks. <laughs> I'm, I'm just busy the other week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should we talk about a spa? Uh, yeah, briefly. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know if you know this, but me and Dom were not a fan of the spa result. Yeah, to the point where we, we yeah, spat our dummy out and weren't even going to do a report a podcast about it. But let's talk about it. So I'll quickly give you the rundown of qualifying, which was as expected, but it also quite interesting. Um, the Mercedes were really struggling. Uh, with pace on this high-speed track. Mercedes seems to be much faster on the smaller tracks like Budapest and Hungary, but they were 1.8 seconds off the pace in uh, in Spa on qualifying. So it was a really all about power powertrains and all about cars that had uh, terrible downforce. So you were even seeing Alex Albon up into the uh, qualifying in the top 10th and even in some of the sessions top, close to the top. So as as expected, uh, Max Verstappen got another pole for the year for himself, followed by Carlos Sainz, which was uh, great for him because I think... Yeah, uh, but Verstappen's pole doesn't count though because he got moved back to the grid. So it's yeah. technically um, Carlos Sainz's pole. Correct, yeah. So Max Verstappen and had an engine change. So did Charles Leclerc. And it would have been like, beneficial for Charles to really tried to out-qualify Max because both of them had to come through the grid. But wasn't the case because he did not qualify in the top. Max did. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of uh, engine changes. So, And, and there's a lot of interesting moves from Alpha Tauri. Did you pick up on that? Yes. Um, a certain driver for my certain sister team had to decided to start in the pits. It's funny because the commentators on the weekend on the practice three jokingly said, um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Alpha Tari <laughs> changed something in his car so they also get out the way of Max. And I'm thinking, does Max really need all this extra help? I mean, okay, this is conspiracy at the top level, but if there's any truth in that, then this is it's a sad day for the sport. If a system has to move drivers out of the way, this this wouldn't be this won't be the last time we'll be mentioned Alphatori in this um, podcast and conspiracies. Exactly, it's uh, yeah, and I think the second one, and I think the second one we'll talk about later on is much worse. Yeah, Um, then obviously Perez was in third, Charles was in fourth, Esteban Ocon, the Alpine has got it's just a really good car, Alpine. In at fifth, Alonso sixth. Solid, solid car. Not the the smooth team that we were led to believe for a long time this season. I know. Yeah, they, they are definitely going out with a bang. None of this uh, teammates fight like a lion anymore. So. Yeah. Tell Ocon, he needs to fight like a lion. A lion. All right. Tell, tell Ocon, fuck you. You always have to leave the space. Unbelievable. Then Hamilton in seventh, Russell in eighth, Albon, as I said, was in ninth, and Norris in tenth. And I'm not even going to bother going over the next ten. Yeah, but obviously the grid for the race was different as a lot of drivers don't have penalties. So Hamilton actually started on the second row with Alonso, with Russell in behind. So, but Toto was to describe. Mercedes uh, qualified as the worst he's ever seen. I mean, they were 1.8 seconds. This is mad. That's a mad time to be behind. I mean, so the starting grid was Sainz, Perez, Alonso, Hamilton, Russell, Albon in sixth, Danny Ricciardo, Gasly and Stroll with number 10th, Sebastian Vettel. So it was an interesting start to the race uh, as we're getting to. Should we move to the race? Yes, let's talk. Let's talk very briefly about the race. So, obviously, obviously, in this day and age, it's all about driver, nothing to do with the car. So, Max up and single handedly just drove unbelievably well and won the race. 
because it has nothing to do with the fact he has the most superior machine under him. But, you know, don't say that on Twitter because people will tell you to fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Perez had an average day. I think he had a he had to do a pit stop that was unexpected because he had a tussle with someone. But he still managed to. The car is just so fast in these high speed tracks. The, I mean, they still managed to claw claw their way all the way back up to the top. The pair of them. Yes, that's Max is obviously good enough to get the car through the pack, and we always raved about Hamilton. We did it at Brazil, but this is this is a track where it's just open the DRS and overtake. Not like it. You're. It's not like it was real racing. It didn't feel like it. It felt when you watched it, it was upsetting to watch because it just felt orchestrated. The whole thing. You're like, oh, there's yeah. no racing happening. This is when tough. I was when I was watching it. No one fought him. Yeah, everyone just moved out of his way. That's what else was annoying. Like even people in the back. Like what happened to people fighting for every inch of the track? People were just like, oh, Max is coming. Let's move out of the way. Well, this is not racing. It's not even trying. Yeah, even Russell didn't put up a good fight. Big fight, Russell just kind of moved out of the way. Yeah. And then obviously Hamilton and Alonso had a wee tough fall at the start of the race. Who, who do you think was in the wrong? Hamilton, I think. Just, but, you know, if he, according to um, George Russell's views of overtaking, <laughs> then Hamilton was in the right. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> I mean, I do like the George Russell rule. The George Russell rule of thumb is if the front tie is in line with the rear tie, you're good. So, you're golden. You're good to go. So, so he is convinced he is right because he was on that radio within like a second going, that was my corner. I'm in the right. It's in the rule book in the, in the rule book. But uh, I think even Hamlin said himself that he thought he left him enough space, but he didn't. So that's one of the things. It's term. It's first it's first lap racing yeah. and Hamlin had. A lot better pace from Alonso. Like, you know, he was in the slipstream, then he came out, and then. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, Matt, he could have waited a lap, and it would have got him anyway because they got. Uh, I think they were fast. They just have a they have a fast race car, just a poor quality yeah. car. But I mean, okay, is what it is. I mean, as soon as you saw it go up in the air, and I, I immediately saw there was smoke. I was like, well, this, he's out. It's hundred percent. That that car is smoking. Forty-five no... G impact or something. They were saying that he had. <laughs> I'm not sure I believe some of these G's that they come up with because uh, I'm sure it, a, a certain amount of G just turns your whole body to jelly. I was going to say, if I was involved in 45G accident, I'd probably be inside out. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even like to think what you look like. <laughs> but uh, obviously, uh, Alonso was straight on the radio to call him an idiot, um, which I think he got a lot of stick for. Which yeah, I he think had to come out then apologize. I think he wouldn't. I think I think he wouldn't have apologized if he wasn't getting so much abuse. Yeah, he was getting a lot. He was getting a lot because I mean I understand it's heat at the moment, but then don't press the button. Like why do yeah. why do you why do you need to communicate that <laughs> to the entire world? <laughs> yeah, like, it's like he does. It's like he doesn't know it's not being like broadcast live. <laughs> but uh, Hamilton took it on the chin. Um, and then posted some interesting uh, respect videos, and then yeah. find a cap for him, and then yeah. they were best friends again. So yeah, I really enjoyed his um, the F one dryer respect video that he posted. <laughs> I mean, he's I mean, he's right. Uh, if you go in and say stuff to that sort of tone, it uh, you're going to cause the whole thing they're trying to get rid of in the sport. So, but uh, funny. I mean, that was that, weirdly that was the highlight of the race. Yeah, that was, that was that was also the point I wanted to turn it off. So, um, what the I'm sure, what the Ferrari doing? They did. Oh yes, Ferrari pitted um, Charles Leclerc at the end to go for the fastest lap, and then he got a a penalty for speeding in the pit lane. I did enjoy. I did enjoy Alon. I did enjoy Alonso's radio call when he was like, "Oh, looks like Friday and something interesting again." <laughs> I just, I just, I, that was it. Even when he came out, he came out right behind, and he had to overtake. They brought yeah. him out behind Alonso. I just, you know what? Ferrari's strategy is honestly. It, I just, I just don't get it. It's mental. 
It's like, absolutely mental. I'm starting to think they, they, it's like, it's almost like they got a bag of Scrabble letters and they're just trying to pick it out of a little bag. I just don't understand. Yeah, it's and like it's they're reading, like, it's like they're reading bones or something, just like throwing them going. <laughs> reading bones. That's, that's, a, that's a three, it's a three bit strategy. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand the culture in Italy very well. But uh, like, are they reading tea leaves? Are they reading bones? I don't get it. I mean, some of it's really straightforward. I mean, I've been watching the sport for a number of years, but even if you just you're new to the sport, you can see it's a terrible idea to bring him in now, <laughs> or it's a terrible <laughs> idea to put that tire on, or why is this tire not ready? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a joke. Like I have played F1 manager twenty two for about a week. I'm safe to say I'm probably a better strategist than the Ferrari team. I'll tell you what, you hit it here first. Uh, Benotto is gone, end of the season. Ferrari don't stand up for that shit. You can't, you can't hold your hands up in the air and keep going, ah, uh, God, it was a, it was a mistake. Uh, you will, we will not learn from this. <laughs> it's like, someone, someone, I mean, I know it doesn't create a healthy... Uh, team like spirit within the team if someone's gonna have to get chopped but you, you can't run a team like this either it's just it looks leaderless yeah there has to be there has to be fundamental changes happening to ferrari because they have they have the drive they have the drivers there yeah 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 definitely both of them i mean sign's actually a really good driver he's, i do don't think he's as quick as leclerc but leclerc has got uh also reliability issues so he's not consistent hmm. Yeah, they've got the, the drivers are good enough. And to be honest, this part of the season, they might end up losing to losing out to Mercedes, which is mental considering the pace difference in the cars. They uh, they're just throwing it away. They they might end up third, and that would be. I mean, I like Mercedes, but that'd be really sad for for Ferrari because they. I don't think they were ever going to win it this year. Looking at their car, not just the strategy, but they have thrown away a number of wins this year that they could have yeah. had. I reckon if they don't finish second, it will be considered like an embarrassment to them. I'll tell you what, you heard it first. Uh, Bonotto is gone, and they're going to finish third. Yeah. Anyway. Heard it Heard it here first. Heard it here first. Heard it here. So, yada, yada, yada. That's the Spa Grand Prix. <laughs> yep. Boom. Hope you enjoyed that one. I'll, I'll quickly run the top 10 down. Uh, so, Max won it. Good job, Max. Uh, Perez came second because the car's so so fast. Uh, Signs, Russell. No, 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 no. It's not the car. It's the driver. Don't you don't want to be annoying um, the twenty twenty two Twitter world. That's all right. The Mexicans don't understand what I'm saying. I'm only talking about Perez. I'm sure Max has got a different car to Perez. <laughs> hmm. Does he? Hmm. Hmm. Has Perez's car suffered after they realised that it wouldn't drive as well for Max? Yes. Uh, oh, also, is there a turn down button in Perez's car, like remote? Interesting. Oh, Perez, <laughs> Perez is going well. Just press that there. Perez, there seems to be an issue with your car. I've got no power. Oh no, you're fine, mate. You're fine. You're also, you're fine. Let's not forget, Perez is probably one of the best drivers on the grid at tire management. But weirdly, they, they choose when he pits. <laughs> yep. Yes. That, uh, yep. Yeah. Oh no, no, you pit now. Just a bit worried you no, might no. win. You but we're a bit worried you might win the race. <laughs> no, no, my tires are fine. No, no, the sorry, the data here says you have to come in now. No, the gaps now, you need to come in. <laughs> you have to come in. Oh, we've put you out behind Vettel or uh, in oh oh. 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 Oh dear. Uh, Max, you're in clean air. Off you go. Boom. Oh, and we'll pitch you in clean air of about 50 seconds of anybody else. Yeah. On you go. I'll give you the quick top 10 rundown. Uh, Russell fourth. Fernando Alonso in fifth. So he still manages a really good race. Leclerc in sixth. Obviously disaster, as always, at Ferrari. Them trying mad, mad pits and fast slap at the end for no reason. Uh, Ocon in seventh. Vettel, great result uh, in yeah. eighth. Pierre Gasly also quite a good result ninth, and Alex Albon with a point. Yeah, yeah considering considering Pierre Gasly started from the pit lane unexpectedly. Yeah, for absolutely no reason at all. <laughs> exactly. Well, I know the reason. 
Yes, to give Max an advantage. So, should we jump on to the Dutch Grand Prix? Yes, let's move on to the Max Verstappen Grand Prix. Oh, sorry, the Dutch. Sorry, the Yuki Snow Grand Prix. Oh, no, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. The, the Dutch Grand Prix. Well, did you see you qualified 20th? I was a big shock. <laughs> Nicholas Satifi, unbelievably. Nicholas Satifi finished qualified 20th. I am flabbergasted by that. I know. I, know. I was more shocked at, well, a bit more disappointed that uh, Danny Rick qualified 17th. Yeah, well, also Sebastian Vettel. I think Sebastian set the fastest first sector of the entire weekend, but he lost, he spun it and destroyed the car. From <laughs> going from an ultimate high, you're like, yes, purple first, here we go. I'm on a fly, and then yeah, boom, boom, boom. Oh, cars, cars tanked. Yeah, and he did the same last year as well. I mean, I like Sebastian Vettel, but I'll feed his in. In 18th, Kevin Magnussen. Uh, I think he also had an issue, didn't he? Didn't have a clean race. Yeah. Uh, clean that. Yeah. Okay, Mag's been hitting miss all season, hasn't he? Yeah, he had a storming like first three or four races and then his foot fell apart. Interesting. As you mentioned, Daniel Ricciardo in its 17th. Valtteri Bottas in its 16th. I mean, the Alfa Romeo seemed to have lost pace as well. Alex yeah, Albon. They, they they started off quick as well this season. The Alfa Romeo was like they looked decent, and then they just went off a ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Williams seemed to be. I mean, the true pace of the car doesn't look dead last. Um, I mean, Albon's well, up into fifteenth. So yeah, that's if you have someone who's an actual F one driver. <laughs> not a not a not a Canadian milkman driving about. Canadian milk milkman is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, they drive. They drive around dead slow, so the milk doesn't topple over. Canadian lottery winner. <laughs> it's like he's won like a. It's it's like he's won like an F one like um, driver experience that has never left. Fucking <laughs> <Like a> meat <laughs> raffle. <laughs> Canadian meat raffle. <laughs> In a twentieth, the Canadian meat raffle. <laughs> Oh, That's where, what it is. oh, where's the Canadian bingo? Oh, yeah, Canadian bingo is up in... <laughs> he actually had a good race, didn't he, Stroll? He's up in the 10th. Yeah. Anyway, meet Raffle 20th. Album <laughs> in at 15th. And then, yeah, Joe Guan Yu is getting on. Yeah. Yeah, 14th not too bad for him. Yeah. And then Pur from Alpine. This cheered me up so much, especially from last week. So they've also got a really good powertrain. Uh, they've got uh, they're not so big on the downforce. They've also got just a general fast car at the fast tracks because here they're miles off the pace where they were before. Um, but they have a good race car. So obviously Alonso in at thirteenth, Esteban up on it at twelfth, and it's a hard track to overtake. So they're going to really struggle from there. Moving in yep. up onwards, Pierre Gasly. Gasly. Then Lance Stroll, the yeah, Canadian bingo. Good, good performance for Lance. Um, far better than his far better than his teammate, and probably one of his best qualifying of the year. Then he had Yuki Yuki Snuda, um up into ninth before he caused some controversy. Uh, and then really good qualifying from Mick Schumacher in eighth place. Fantastic. That's that's brilliant. Especially when he's he's also got no drive, it looks like for next year. Yeah, this is that's probably the qualifying he has to put in now between now and the end of the season. Yeah. Definitely. I mean at least that or the race result needs to be that one of the other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so shows pace on a Saturday and then consistency on a Sunday. Yeah. That's that's what he needs. Then seventh place you had um Lando Norris. Good qualifying from him. It's what he just has to keep doing that and getting points for McLaren. They really need to push back against Alpine. Uh, sixth place, George Russell. Poor. 
<laughs> yeah. Mr. Sardi. <laughs> the in fifth he had Sergio Perez. He had the Sergio Perez in fifth. Um per from Sergio. But it's not his fault he's driving a car that's being designed against him. <laughs> he's also he's also taking Ferrari strategy calls. Yeah. <laughs> it's like his race engineer, he just keeps getting put on. Uh, they just keep feeding him through the Ferrari. Yeah. Sergio, we put you out. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's why he keeps pitting, because he keep they he, he's just in the Ferrari and thinking it's his. Oh, brilliant. And then uh, fourth place, Lewis Hamilton. Um, good call fan from Hamilton. Looked at one point that he might be doing a lot better. Okay, uh, and then in second place ahead of his teammate, Carlos Sainz was Charles Leclerc. And then in pole was the hashtag, the asterisk world champion, Max Verstappen. World champ. Yeah, it was interesting, Quali. I did think uh, Mercedes are looking much closer, well, closer than 1.8 seconds like they were in um, Spa. But let's see. But, no. um, yeah, uh, so quick thoughts about the race. Let's see. At one point, I was extremely excited and thought that this might be finally the moment that um, fans of Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton were waiting for all season. And then it turned into a complete clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, it honestly looked like he going to win his first race of the season. Um, like Mercedes on their hards were rapid. And the hards have been a real tough tyre this season. Not many people have uh, had in good race with hards and it looked like it was all going to come. It looked like it was orchestrated perfectly. Everything was aligned. And then... I think it was Valtteri Bottas just parked on the main pit on the main straight. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it Bottas? Did, did Bottas bring out the virtual? You know what? There were so many. <laughs> I I I was referring to which I think we should discuss the major incident, which was Yuki Tsunoda. Yep. Which you could argue again, conspiracies. Um, this this one was it was almost too perfect a safety car. Yeah, to not be a coincidence. Really interesting, really interesting. I just, I just. I just you don't put it past Red Bull, but I just what annoys I get it. It's his home race, but there's a bit of you in the back of your mind think I think Red Bull did that on purpose, and thinking does he does Max need that? Does he really need that sort of helping hand? Well, I don't think he would have called Hamilton. No, without the safe without the safety car. But he, I, I mean, he's still going to finish ahead of Leclerc. He's miles ahead in the championship. Do they really? Do they need? Do they need to orchestrate that sort of? Um... Yeah, they're not even fighting Mercedes this year. Exactly. Interesting. But, but another bit: could they have dealt seeing Mercedes be that dominant at their home Grand Prix at Verstappen's home Grand Prix? Sorry. Yeah. Just. Um... Are they that egotistical about themselves, or they just couldn't let it happen? Yeah, well, the answer to that is yeah. Have you met Horner and Helmut Marco? Yeah, like the safety car happened and then it allowed Verstappen the free pit stop that he got the. Yeah, and also I don't think Mercedes' strategy was the best. Like, why did they bring in George and leave out Lewis? Yeah, I mean, the argument was George asked said he, his tires wouldn't last, but they couldn't bring Lewis in because he was leading the race. But uh, Toto Wolf has come out and said, um, I'd rather take the risk to win 
as he's defending the the, the strategy from uh, as he's defending the strategy. I mean, I understand Hamilton's frustration because he did everything right. He extended the stints at the right time. He made them last. He was super rapid. He made the, everything looked like it was perfect. And then it it reminded me of Abu Dhabi. Yeah, this is definitely is carbon copy. This ha- seems to happen to Lewis a lot, where they he is left out to dry because of strategy. I mean, and because yeah. of safety car, there's like, I like, there's been a lot of times where a safety cars came out, and because of where he is, and how far ahead he is, and because he's lasted so long on a stint, he can't come in. Yeah. No, exactly. There were the commentators during the race were talking about, well, what, what if we just say you're not allowed to pit during safety car periods? And I was, I don't know. Because it does bring a nice element to the sport, but it, I mean, I've, now we've watched quite a few times where the, clearly the quickest person, clearly the quickest car, clearly the most talent has just been thrown away because here you go. That's how, that's how the championship was won last year. Let's not forget. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A championship was won by a car being able to put under the safety car another kid because of strategy. That's what I said, yeah. Maybe, maybe that'll, that'll be a good idea where they get rid of the pit stops under a safety car. So then a driver who... So say if you're in Lewis's position, which he's been loads of times, where he's got to the point where he can't pit under the safety car because he's had to drive that slowly for the rest of the rest of the tra- rest of the race. Sorry, the lap. Because obviously at the slow down, he can't make a stop without losing the lead. Yeah. Where the driver in second can go, okay, I'll pit, get a free stop, come out, say, second, but I'll be right behind him on fresher tyres. You know what? There's a, there's an argument. I mean, I understand why they're not going to do it, but there is a good argument for it because it is dangerous when the entire pack pit at the same time. That's dangerous in the pit lane. There's, 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 dry, there's engineers, there's mechanics all over the pit lane. And you only have to look at this race to see Bloody Sergio Perez running over a wheel gun. Yeah, I know it's. I I, I think it would be a good, maybe something they could at least trial for yeah. if it was a safety car for, say like half a season or something where they go okay every time there's a safety car, you can't pit. The the, the pit lanes just just have the pit lane closed. Just close it. Yeah. Can't come in until the safety car is gone. Then there you go, because that will completely change people's strategies as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It's nice when someone gets a lucky, lucky free pit stop, and then someone else might win the race. But that's not happening. That's not happened for in forever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, all that's happening is um, the wrong people are getting the free. They're just getting. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't want to just say it's just Max getting lucky, but. Yeah, but it just it just seems that there's always certain drivers who seem to be at the right place on the track at the right time to go and get the free pit stop. Yeah, I mean, it's just frustrating because you're watching uh, people that have done all the hard work just keep losing it for no reason, and it's not like um, it's not like the Red Bull doesn't have the pace to win the race anyway. Do you know what I mean? So at least let's have watch the battle. I was looking forward to watching the race. Do you know what I mean? It was like, uh, yeah, I don't mind if Max wins it. That's fine, but let's, let's see if he can actually get past Hamilton. Oh no! he's going to get some super fast, quick tires, and he's just going to take him at any point he likes. It's like, all right, well, it's just it's taking the racing out of it because it's not racing if people are just coming in, getting on the fastest tire possible, and just going around the outside whatever corner they please. Yeah, and then people don't talk about the tires, like because they were talking about tire the analysis of, oh yes, you can see when the safety car restart is, Max drops the throttle a wee bit and then just speeds speeds into Hamden. Yeah. No one. They don't mention Hamilton's on old hard tires and first half one has brand new softs on. Yeah. You always get more grip on brand new softs. We should uh we should get behind this and uh safety no pits. Hashtag safety no pits. I, I I think it would be a good a good thing to do for at least trial it. Yeah, I also think so. Because it's just it's so annoying watching two cars and then one's on ruckled, like terrible hards, and then the next one sitting behind them on fresh softs, and then they just breeze past them like yeah. they weren't even there. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a good argument for, for, for keeping it the way it is, but I also think let's try the other way. Like, it's, let's try it, like you said. I, I get the I get it does make some races look look good and it is interesting and it adds an element of unknown, but I don't know. Like recently, it's not it's not really working out that way. Do you know what I mean? It's just like oh, here we go again. This is the classic classic. Everyone uh, gets to cheat and move themselves forward. It's just taken the racing out of it recently. That's all. So let's let's definitely let's see. Yeah, and obviously, it being. The Red Bull sister car, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That caused this, and it did. It pretty much has handed the wind to Verstappen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, like it, like it did. And the fact that like Yuki was having so many issues and told his team that his tires weren't fitted properly. So, and then, and then they still send him out. This is this is what was the weird, really weird about this whole scenario, wasn't it? Because he's like, my wheel's not fitted properly. Like, yeah, it is. It's not. Yeah, it is. Like, they had a really long pit stop, and he was going, my tire isn't fitted properly. But they changed the tires when he came in. And then he's like, no, it's still not right. And then three corners later, he just pulls over, and that's it. There's your safety car. Yeah. But they were being like, investigated for that, not for the conspiracy. But they're being investigated for releasing the car twice, unsafe. Well, I, but, yeah, they should definitely get fined, and they should uh, reset the race to the lap their handles at the front. <laughs> well, talking about fines, well, this we'll... is not this is this is this is a right, Mikey. Mikey, this isn't right. <laughs> talking about fines, and it was never really announced. But did you notice that unsafe release no longer? gets handed penalty points or like you don't get handed um, time penalties anymore. So like, it's, just, it's just a fine now, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a fine, but no one really mentioned that before. So Norris got unsafe release, which will be just money. Yeah, but it's not even like a big amount of money. It's like 50 grand or something. You're like, a driver can pay it and I'll pay about an hour. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This just makes no sense. Did you see um, that uh, they've now banned flares at the race? Oh, yeah, because the drivers complained that they couldn't see. Yeah, they've done a really good job at that, though, because it was still completely orange at the end. Yeah, because I seen Alonso and he basically couldn't see the track. It was just orange smoke. But they, they did red flag one of the collies because um, there was a flare on the track. But the, the commentators were going mad, just saying this, this is absolutely unacceptable. This is ridiculous. This is why they need to be not in the race weekend. And then we'll Crofty with that proper getting on his high horse. And it's so bad for you to breathe in as well. You just smell it everywhere and it smells. He's like really getting into it. I was like, calm down. Jesus and Christ. That, and this is the, the thing about this generation of fans from a certain area. <laughs> that like I like I like I haven't been to race so often so it doesn't bother me, but you know, a lot of people complained about them. Yeah. Well I'm not gonna touch on that. Yeah, no 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 no, no. <laughs> I mean like I'm not gonna say anything because I haven't been to race and you know, I don't know firsthand, but just saying what you know you see people ranting and raving about. Another question would be did Perez bin it? Um it felt like he did bin it on purpose to sort of help Max out as well. So it's just you just get the air of distrust with Red Bull. You just don't put it past any of them. Yeah, like they don't like they're not giving Perez a chance to, to even drive against Max. Like they always like they always say in F one, the first person you prove yourself against is your teammate. Exactly. And they're just not allowing Perez to do that. It's all intentional. I'm confident, confident, confident. Uh, what did you think of the new graphic? Did you see it? Yes, when they're falling, it tells you the distance and then like the time and all. It was uh, and like the speed. Yeah, yeah. I, I seen it from Mercedes and Ferrari, and how quick off the turn the Ferrari was. Yeah, was uh, ludicrous. I got some drive over me. Yeah, I I do like it. This new graphic, but I really don't give a flying monkey shit about knowing how many meters are in between the cars because like I have eyeballs and I can see the distance between the car. I like when they, they were putting on the time. So 0.6 or 0.5 yeah. that I liked, but I got no interest in the meters. You can keep that stuff to yourselves. 
Yeah, like that is just a needless bit of information that I do not care about. Exactly. I don't need measurements of the track while I'm watching the race. <laughs> yeah, like if like if I can see that he is six tenths behind, happy days, thank you for that. But I don't need to know he's six tenths behind and thirty-five meters behind. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I use a complete waste of bit of information. I really like the seconds, but I've got literally. I don't need to see the. I mean, I can already see the. I can see the gap. I only need to know the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't need a gap in meters. Like, so what? What am I going to do with that information? Oh my god! Did you see that uh, when Lewis came out of turn four, that science was thirty-five meters out of him? Exactly. <laughs> it just make for me. It makes no sense. It's just they've they've had a good idea and they've gone too far with it. Um. A few other things I want to talk about at the start of the race. Uh, yep. Did you see Magnussen's lunge into nowhere? Um, I did, yes. And I wonder, is he going to accept responsibility for himself or blame other drivers like he always does for his lunges? Uh, 100% blame. 100% blame. Um, I suppose we should cover and talk about Ferrari. Yes. Uh, what is it you want to discuss about Ferrari? Well, they also could have won the race today. If, if today, they, uh, today, well, going by their strategy, yeah, they probably <laughs> probably still be racing. Yeah, I mean they they have a plan A to Z, so they have twenty twenty six at least twenty six strategies on the go. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, any one yeah, given, any I'm, one given time, no, it's bingo no, strategy. No wonder their, their strategy team and the drivers don't know what's going on because imagine having trying to remember 26 strategies. <laughs> I want to go like, going on just to Carlos Sainz. Yeah, Carlos, um, we're, th- we're thinking um, strategy um, J. Yeah, we're on J now. Sorry, so, yeah, but, sorry. I know I know A was hards and the softs. I know um, B was softs and then hards. C was two mediums and a soft. What the hell is J? <laughs> Yeah, I remember E was extend that stint to at least lap yeah. twenty. Uh, but the, um, I have to match lap time of uh, or the delta of such and such. Yeah. But uh, and then K was also delta time of uh, one thirty. But then I have to extend for to lap twenty one, and then and then we yeah, move on to the hards. Um, I know, I know. H is hit the wall. Um, yeah. What else is it? Um, o O T is tires aren't done properly. Okay. Uh, what is J? What think, is J? I think I think W is wheel gun. Yeah. yeah. W is wheel gun. We're gonna run. We're gonna run a bit of W. Yeah. <laughs> Throw the wheel gun out to Red Bull to run over. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The Ferrari alphabet strategy. That's got to be. A, that's got to be a, a good game we could play. Yeah. Guess. Guess what strategy you're on this week? <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, the wheel gun, and I mean the stop was eight seconds or something, and signs went from battling Hamilton or trying to hold Hamilton off to being tenth and trying yeah, to that... get claw his way back. And this is the guy that started at the front of the, the leading the race. Unbelievable. I mean, I just don't get it. Bernardo has to go. It's it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. I don't know who's calling their strategies. I honestly think they've got 26 strategies and they've written them on 26 balls and they've gone down to Camelot for the National Lottery and they're just churning them out. I I, I just think they go on each race not knowing what they're doing. I've never seen something so unmanaged. It's ridiculous. It's just mad, considering they uh, they've got n- numerous poles this season. They've got they've clearly got the pace in the car to be winning races. They've got the drivers. Okay, maybe not the clerk because he, he's also he's his mentality is like a Ferrari strategy. It's not reliable. Yep, yeah, his in his head is just fast, 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 fast. Oh, hit the wall! Yeah. No. Next race, fast, 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 fast. Hit the wall. No. Alphabet Ferrari. 
we don't believe we can do what they actually said was we we don't believe we can do plan c i'm thinking oh my god well that really, pl- helped, that really helps the driver out maybe plan c was probably just like a normal plan yeah that's 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 too normal for us <laughs> plan c is just cautious too cautious Yeah, it was mad, mad. I mean, then they had an unsafe release to, for, to add in, insult to injury to signs at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did he see his interview at the end where he just, like, froze? He just, oh, stared, he just stood and just stared, like, in complete shock. <laughs> I mean, he started at the front of the race, and then uh, he started in grid one, and he was nowhere near the top at the end. He just, like, can you imagine... Week in, week out, you have to come and stand in front of all the media and represent the whole of this massive organisation for the all of Italy and all the Tifosi and all of these millions of fans for Ferrari. And you have done everything you can within your power, but then you've got to stand there and say good things about the team. And <laughs> you've got to see, you've got to stay upbeat. <laughs> yeah, you have to be like, no, this definitely isn't. Stiff isn't the team's fault, you know. We, we every team makes mistakes, you know. But it's like teams make mistakes that you sometimes barely notice. Fries makes mistakes that are just defining championships. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mad. Really mad. And something else I wanted to uh, go over with you about the race, which really starting to boil my piss, is the stewards on lap twenty-two decided that an incident would be investigated after the race. Now, bear in mind, this is a race with 70 laps. What is going on with the stewards that they need? They cannot investigate it immediately. Why? Like, how one, how many stewards are there? From my understanding, is about five, and one is always an ex-driver. You're telling me, out of those five, one of them cannot pull away to one side and just review the video clips over the next five minutes and then come back to, and present his findings to the rest of the stewards to implement a penalty. Can they not? Like, yeah. what, why are we waiting until after the race? It's ridiculous. There's so many things that they go, it's been noted. And then you're like, okay. And then it's just after like about five minutes ago, it goes, Oh yeah, there's no investigation for. Oh no, we're all investigating that after the race. It's not even the race ones; it's the qualifying ones that are annoying. Yeah, and things are... when something, when something happens in Q2 and they go, "Nah, we'll wait until the end." So what really really winds me up is the TV has already replayed the clip two or three times before you get the noted information. Yeah, you've watched it. You've watched a replay of it. You watched another replay of it, and then they're like, "We're investigating. It's been noted," and it's like, "Well." I already can tell you. It doesn't need investigating. I can tell you. That was Latifi's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like you watch it on TV from three or four different angles and went, okay, that's his fault. And then the stewards go, we will investigate this after the race. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, that needs to be a much smoother process. And the technology is there. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you. It's not like um, you're. It's not like a game of tennis where you're looking at the replay to see if the ball went out or not, or you're watching the VAR in football or something to see if the goal went in. You where they have to stop playing, check the footage. Where actually, to be honest, it doesn't take very long. But we already have like it's not like you're going to stop the race. But yeah, you can wait a couple of laps. But to the end of the race. 50 more laps that's ridiculous <laughs> like, yeah, honestly hire more people hire more people to help with the editing hire more people to help with the stewarding if you cannot give you a, give the give us an answer within five minutes that's ridiculous hello it's it's a shambles it's an absolute joke like uh another thing i wanted to just as you were talking about the flares and like the like the mess that was causing um one of the flares was thrown on by under the track by someone who actually worked at the, at the circuit. Oh, really? Well, they removed him, though, I heard. Yeah, so someone who actually worked at the Dutch Grand Prix picked up a flare and threw it under the track. Wow, 
idiot. Like, come on. What an idiot. Unbelievable. Um, should we go through the rundown? Uh, yes, let's run. Th- let's run through the uh, the grid for the Dusk Grand Prix. Would you like to start at the back or at the front? Let's Half. let's go. Let's go from the back. So, last Yuki Tsunoda, DNF, DNF, uh, pure conspiracy to gift the Red Bull the win. Uh, then Bottas DNF from parking in the street. <laughs> yeah, just deciding to park his car and get out. Uh, interestingly. Everyone's favourite um, Canadian milkman was one lap down the TV. Mr. Meat Raffle. <laughs> yes, Mr. F- the Mr. Winner of the F1 Drive Experience Day two years ago and still hasn't left. I think he's still got a solid a record of finishing last in every race, not including DNFs. Like, to be fair, you, can, you can't say he's not consistent. <laughs> and I'll miss that consistency when he leaves. <laughs> and then it's <laughs> so he was in a driver that finished a lap down. I don't think he'll leave. <laughs> he'll be he'll be removed. <laughs> he'll be escorted escorted out the building physically by two massive bouncers. Kicking and screaming. Uh, and then in 17th place was Danny Rick. Yeah. Obviously, he's just like, well, I'm away now, so I don't care about your constructors. <laughs> I bet he'll be presenter on Australian TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll be coming to us live from Ibiza when he's on holiday. And Sky Sports. Like, oh, now we're joined by Ricardo. He's on the holiday in Ibiza. <laughs> My God, that really annoys me. Go away, <laughs> Nico Rosberg. No one cares anymore. Uh, 16th was you. Me. You. Who, me? Everybody. 15th was Kevin Magnussen. 14th, Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, he got a penalty. Brilliant. He- he received a five-second penalty for ignoring blue flags. I mean, he did come right out in the way, to be honest. <laughs> oh, this is when he came out ahead of Hamilton Perez fighting, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but they told that they told him on the radio that you're going to be out right in front of them. <laughs> I mean, I to, uh, to be fair to Vettel, there wasn't much space to pull over. Yeah, yeah. What was he going to do? Just smash himself in the barriers? I mean, the, well, I mean, the, the only opportunity he should have done is he should have went a little slower coming out of the pits because yeah. that was the only opportunity. But he obviously gunned it. Then he was ahead of Hamilton and Perez. And then, yeah, oh, that ruined Hamilton's race. Well, not ruined Hamilton's race. The safety cars ruined Hamilton's race, but it wasn't great for him. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, the, in 13th was Mick Schumacher. Obviously, he started way higher up, but uh, obviously the race pace in the car wasn't good for him. 12th, Alex Albon. No more points for Williams, as per usual. 11th was Pierre Gasly. And then 10th, Lance Stroll. Gets a one point for Aston Martin. Yeah, a bit of Canadian bingo. bit of Canadian, Canadian bingo. He's showing up the Canadian <laughs> Man. Then Esteban Ocon Alpine in at number ninth. Uh, Alpine really struggled. In, in at number ninth. <laughs> in at number ninth. <laughs> it's late. It's real late. Next up in number eight. <laughs> Next up in number eight, Carlos Sainz. Yeah, considering he started in uh, P1, that is an awful result. P, P, he, did, he wasn't P1, he was P2. P3, sorry. Oh, yeah, I was thinking of the last race. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's what happens when you merge two races into one podcast. <laughs> Soz to be science. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, still an awful result. 
considering yeah. he was he was fighting. He also got a five second penalty for an unsafe release. That sounds like a innuendo for coming. Oh yeah. Oh, he's done an unsafe release there. <laughs> I'm about to unsafe release. <laughs> just like just sex without a condom. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Alan Norris is seventh unsafe release. Uh, I think that was the best they're going to get out of their car today. It's just not a great race car, but uh, great considering his teammate was Daniel Ricciardo. Well, yeah, uh, number seventeenth. <laughs> yep. And then who, who came in number six? <laughs> number six is Fernando Alonso. Uh, yeah, really good result. Shame I'd like to see him further back, but uh, yeah, he's he's going to be in the sport for years to come. Um, in at number fifth, Sergio Perez. Obviously, he had a bit of a tussle. Wait, he had a huge tussle with Hamilton. He always seems to try to run Hamilton off the road, um, regardless. But gets, if but, it, gets pra- but gets praise for a good defender. Yeah, and then even regardless, it ruins his own race. It's like a rear gunner on steroids. Even though Hamilton, okay, this time had a chance to win, but even when Hamilton hasn't, Perez has got it in for Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Proper gun. Then in at third, number third, Charles Leclerc. Sorry, t- sorry, was the, did Hamilton does not, not, does not race? Uh, we've covered it many times. I don't know, it's a sore subject. So Hamilton in position four. Or in number fourth? Hamilton in number fourth. Uh, could have won the race. We've mentioned it already. Didn't win the race because uh, Helmut Marco has got two teams versus one. Agreed? Agreed. Charles Leclerc in at number third. George Russell. Now, the, the possibly uh, worst teammate of the day award. Goes yeah. to George, goes to George Russell, yeah, George the second, yeah. It's interesting that he made that call, knowing that it would take his teammate, but the team let him. It's a hard one, isn't it. Should they have let him? They were discussing after. Should they have not? But I mean, but then what would happen on the flip side if he goes? I want to pit, and they go no. But it's another one where George looks like he's the master class of safety cars. Yeah, yeah, he. Uh, it's it's happening. Mercedes have both the like this like, two sides of one coin. You have Hamilton who gets really bad safety cars, and then the, the George Russell's the complete opposite. Yeah, I mean that. Don't get me wrong; he's been consistent, and that is why he's going to overtake Ferrari drivers in the championship. Hundred percent, he's going to. Um, and I'm not sure Hamilton will catch him now in the championship because of the way they were doing uh, upgrades and testing uh, parts on the car at the beginning of the season. But that's fine. Hamilton's up to, he's, like, he's got enough race wins to take that on the chin. But George Russell's consistency is largely down to his luckiness with the safety car. And don't want to take too much away from George. Don't get me wrong; he's Mister Saturday. But he has been he has been lucky as well, numerous times. Made the right yeah. call at the right time. Um, and I think only one race it didn't work out out of the, all the races we've had so far. But anyway. Good result for Mercedes all round. Uh, Max Verstappen, yeah, another solid race. Another solid race from the reigning champ. And it's, I mean, the championship is over. It's, there's not much excitement left <laughs> in, the, in oh, the season. There's not. It's um, our, our hopes of a really exciting championship at the start of the season were threw away by Ferrari's... Uh, Ill reliability and their lack of strategy. But hey, that's a conversation for a different day. Um, do you see any after after race interviews? I've only seen one that I would like to talk about. And um, okay, George Russell, did you see it? No. Why? Well, what, what? What did he say? It's not just what he said. I mean, I, he just and he was just like awkwardly trying to get the Dutch crowd behind him going on about how amazing the Dutch crowd here is. And he was like, he was trying to work the crowd. It was a little bit sad, to be honest. Like, get your own fans. Do you, do you think he was trying to be like Hamilton when Hamilton talks about crowds? 
Yeah, it was weird. I I would suggest watching it. It just felt off to me. It, it felt unnatural. So anyway, George uh, George Russell trying to work the Dutch crowd um, was really weird. And he just has no charisma. That's my point. He has no charisma. Zero. Yeah, he, he is like a wet lettuce, isn't he? Yeah. He's like a stretched wet lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> With a really funny walk. A really stretched wet lettuce that walks like a giraffe <laughs> with inward kneecaps. <laughs> a stretched wet lettuce walking like a giraffe with inward kneecaps. Who am I talking about? George Russell. George Russell, the worst teammate of the day. Yeah, and that is the Zandvoort Grand Prix. Yes, and thank you for joining us for our double header um, podcast with Spa and the Dutch Grand Prix. We will be back next weekend with the Monza race, and this that will be a back to our normal structure as we will both be free and ready to record the podcast properly this time. And then after that, I will be gone for a couple of weeks. I'll be taking a break as I'll be in Singapore and Bali. Yeah. And I will try out some new presenters to see how we cope without you. It's going to be a huge gap. Some shoes to fill. Let's see. Well, that's been me, Dom. And it has been me, Ryan. I quickly would like to apologize for the poor internet you can hear throughout this uh, double episode header that's been awful, <laughs> which you waited so long for and then was awful. Yeah. That is that is what happens when Dom records in the basement. Yeah, that's what happens when I'm still waiting for Ryan to buy a laptop. <laughs> but moving on. Nothing to say? Nope, no, 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 oh, nothing okay. to say. Nope, nope. Uh, I'll leave you to edit this in your basement and goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks everyone for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, please write into the podcast at f1purplerain at gmail.com. Or get in contact with us through our Instagram page at f1purplerain.